monkey tie? Interview, no. Everything else, yes. Everything else, yes, but never to an interview. No. I don't my, think I have either. My favorite funky tie ever was, for some reason when my brother was like seven, he wore a light up Christmas light tie to like a like polo and cargo shorts function. <laughs> he wore like a dress outfit with a tie and he was like eight or something like that. And there's pictures where everyone else is just like wearing normal clothes and yeah. he's just like Christmas tie up. Yeah. Very funny. Um, at school for church, I, I one time I went with uh, fish suspenders. They had different species I remember of, that. of trout and salmon on them. <laughs> or we had a friend who did the mini tie. Yeah. So we went to Catholic school and you had to wear uh, a tie. And he would wear a tie that like stopped right here. Like <laughs> at, at his like nipple line, I guess. <laughs> Very funny. <laughs> to fit the rules. I enjoy... See, I don't like dressing up for holidays, like, during the season. Like, I'm not too big on, you know, wearing Christmas-themed clothing on Christmas Day. Maybe, sure. like, you know, throwing on a red dress shirt or something like that. But I'd rather just, like, Subtle. dress sharp. But there's something that I love so much about the out-of-season Christmas thing. is like, almost a gag-type thing. Just, like, I like funky office clothing. Like, the quirky kind of nature of it, it's it's kind of hilarious to me. I think it's cool. It's funny, it's funny as hell. I love it in photos too, because uh, do you remember Awkward Family Photos? Do you remember the original website? And then mm, do you they know the book like series? Uh, it became memes. I, I guarantee you they have an Instagram page, but yeah, they have whole books. I remember in uh, Books Inc. on Park. Wow. Yeah, they sold the Awkward Family Photos, but I remember Jack showed me like fourth grade, maybe even fifth grade, like early as that, which has so 2007, 2008, yeah. when it was awkwardfamilyphotos.com where it was just classic it was a blog kind of style website but you could just because you could upvote things I think you could comment yeah, so, I'm not so sure blog. yeah Kinda. but it was in order so it was almost like Twitter because you could find it's like a message board almost yeah in chronological order of time and posting which was crazy and it never went out of order it wasn't by popularity it was just by time of post. This is before the algorithms took over. Yeah. Yeah. It was just in <laughs> chronological order. Yes. Like Every, everything was posting awkward family photos that they would find. Awesome. In, and so the tacky, out of season, kind of like, you know, office gag kind of clothing. Super fun. Always reminds me of that. Yeah. I might have, I should put one on there. When I was like 15, I have a family photo that we took. We took like a nice family photo because like the church does it for free every like 10 years or something. <laughs> the last one we had, I'm like an infant. Yeah. And it's me at 15 doing like no shave November and having like barely a mustache and just looking really stupid. Like the most peach fuzzy mustache ever. And I refuse to shave it because like, yeah, I'm doing no shave November. I'll never <laughs> shave in November for the rest of my life. That part's true, actually. I've never shaved in the month of November, ever. Nice. Yeah. And now you, you have documentation. You have photo evidence. <laughs> yeah. Started. Here's me. Probably Where a little... I definitely needed to shave, <laughs> and I didn't. A yeah. little weaker than it is now, yeah? Yeah, definitely. Well, because I first... I want to say I first started shaving in, like, eighth grade. Wow. I want to say. That some of the like sophomore year. Some of my Mexican homies were like, yeah, dude, you have to start shaving now. I was like, well, none of the white guys do it. And they're like, yeah, exactly. Yeah. Because um, I didn't start to like sophomore year eyes. <laughs> like, that's not really how it, it, it wasn't even it. necessary because it was just peach fuzz still. Totally. I mean, it was the same thing for me, but I was just like younger, I guess. Yeah. Grew in nicely, though. Worked out. Worked out decently. Mine's enough. still not there yet, man. It will be one day, I hope. I hope. It's a weird thing. Get implants. Eh. 
I feel like if you don't have it now, it's not coming. That's it's a fair assessment of the situation. I, I, it's a fair assessment. It's a fair I don't assessment. Know. I still have a little bit. Well, of I have shape for life. I have like ones right here a little bit. Yeah. But like that's like the hardest to fill in is like right here. But I don't yeah. think it looks awful. <laughs> for those listening in audio, you can't tell. But <laughs> <laughs> fuck you. That's anyway, send us your awkward family photos. I think that would be fun. That'd be you know, fun. That'd be kind of cool. We'll post maybe a couple. I want to see that one for sure. Yeah, it's not as bad as I have it in my memory, but I just remember my mom being like, just fucking shave it. And I was like, so adamant, like, no. No. And now it's been up in my home for 10 years plus now. Yeah. So it's pretty silly. Not 10 years, but you know what I mean? A long time. Yeah. It's very silly. Man. Those are good ones. I think I'm going to go buy one of those books. They're fun. Mm -hmm. They're funny. I'm not going to actually buy one. I'm going to go look at one. We go to the barns and open. Look, I wonder at it. the website stuff. We'll check it out later. I'd be down to see. I'd be down to see if a couple things. Do you remember uh, Fail Blog? Mm, no. Fail Blog was like the first fail meme page. Oh uh, yeah. <laughs> I love fails. I made a YouTube <laughs> fail montage in fifth grade, where it's just like fail montage. It's like a Weezer song. I could watch the whole fucking day, man. It was I could awesome. really, I could really watch the fails. I think for. <laughs> hours there and, was and they were pictures not videos at first some there, of the og ones there actually, was videos I too were, i think they were gifs oh yeah there were some gifs yeah gifs uh, you know potato potato i like saying gifs actually i've been corrected so many times on saying gifs i like gifs i don't care which one is correct i say gifs gifs it is dude gifs it fuck yeah it's gifs i heard that like because gifs is it, it looks right right because when GIFs, i hear just GIF is peanut butter yeah, that too. I apparently, this is something I heard, I doubt it's true, that it was meant, the creator meant it as GIF, but everyone from the start called it GIF, and mm. it wasn't until later on. Because, like, if you're a young internet head, I guess, yeah, it's GIF for sure. It's got to be GIF, right? But newer people call them GIFs, I feel like. That's okay. just me. I don't know. But, yeah, a lot of them were that. I just remember my fail montage was all pictures. It was just, like, guys getting hit in the nuts, like, just at the right moment. It's like, ugh. The funny thing about fail that. blog too is it was almost like an original meme because I'm pretty sure they could put a caption on the photo. Oh, top text, bottom text, baby. Yeah, yeah. and I yeah. think there were real memes. Were there shit. upvotes? No clue. On I was on there. Was, you, you I, I obviously went on, but I don't remember it like that. Gotcha. See, I spent so I spent so much time on the internet. It's, a, it's actually a, an anomaly why I'm not better at computers and why it's actually not. It's because. That's that that's evidence of my my simpler brain maybe I don't I don't even know because I was a child and instead of being like wow what makes this happen what creates this I'm just like man the product of this screen is incredible I could be on this for hours and hours and hours and as long as the magic box lights up I'll be entertained <laughs> yeah I mean, I don't think I broke it down like that when I was a kid either I just I think what happened was I wanted to produce the things I was watching. Mm. You know what I mean? I remember editing YouTube videos in like sixth grade and stuff. Damn. Yeah. You used to kind of, you'd be there. You're like That's an true. iMovie and That's shit. That's true. That's we used true. to get little flip cameras. Yeah. I don't know if you ever edited them, but like, no, I don't think I so. was more inclined to do that. I would post YouTube videos. I have YouTube videos from 2009. That's fire. Stuff like that. 2006. Did we ever post the, the music video on to YouTube or no? No, no. We, we did, did make videos in high school too. Um, yeah, you know, I think we'll get we, we've teased at that, but I don't know. I asked the last time I was home where that Toshiba is. It might be gone forever. That's, 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 that's balls. It's pretty balls because it was a really good. I couldn't think of a better word than <laughs> just balls. <laughs> <laughs> Which also, I guess, could be a good thing. 
Um, but it depends. Yeah, I don't know, man. It's buns. It sucks. Sucks. It's um, trash. I wanted to do some updates from last time. We talked yeah, about... Yeah, you want to get into we, it. Not like heavily, but... Oh, okay. The Shakari Richardson thing. I just saw, as probably a lot of people saw, that there's been a CBD ad featuring the women's soccer team, like Megan Rapinoe. And it's like, the headline is something like, we brought weed to the Olympics or something like that. And it's insane. Like, that, like, man, that made me hot. Like, that shit pissed me. No way. Yes. No way. And it's, it's just also so jarring, because if you look side by side, it's like, like, black woman, great athlete, banned for weed. Two nice, like, white girls, like, yeah, weed's great. And it is different. It's CBD, which is legal, like, in the technicality. Like I said last time, we're talking technicalities, it's fine. It just is fucked up. Like, when you look at it, man, it just sucks. Everything about that irks me. Yeah. Every, I didn't even know that. I didn't even see that. But everything about that just kind of... It just rubs me the wrong me. It rubs, way. It rubs me the real wrong way because that's like goes back to what I was talking about in terms of look at the amount of large percentage white CEOs now profiting, working their way towards the top percent wealth category in the country totally. off of marijuana sales and commercializing marijuana, making it so it's like this fun kind of miracle thing, right? and people are still serving close to life sentences and have been for the last 15 years because they got caught with it on them to consume. Yeah, and I'm not saying it's like, always a race thing, it's often it, a race thing, like a lot of times, you know what I'm saying? In this case, it's like, it's an ad, right? But it's just like, it's just like, it paints a perfect portrait of what's going on. Yeah. And it's like, wow, this is really fucked. Now that the commercial's there, it's like, how is, she carry not well how is she not but well if we're gonna be in the technicality more devil's advocate not my feelings but the truth is that it's cbd and cbd is totally legal and you can use that all you want it's not against the rules now is it silly is it stupid yeah tomato tomato man no it's not tomato, tomato. <laughs> you've smoked cbd it's not the same thing it's not tomato tomato it's yeah. not the same thing it's not. that's something we it's can't not. lie about it's not it's not it's not so no, that stuff does nothing. Let's be honest here. It doesn't even make you cough. It doesn't do anything, really. Yeah. Well, some people say it does stuff. It still irks me, though. It still irks me. I think it's indicative and evident of the larger racial issues at play in That's this what I'm saying. scenario. And it would yeah. be ridiculous not to point that out. And this is what I'm saying. When you have to... Don't be fucking Ned Stark, man. Don't be like, oh, just because they said it's the rules. That's the rules. That's what I got to do. Like, who's making these rules, so, and why are they making them? All right, so for those who know, Ned Stark is the most honorable man of all time from Game of Thrones. And, uh, spoiler, he dies for it. Yeah, he gets fucking murked in so, season one. So you're saying, don't be Ned Stark. So what are you saying? Are you saying Shikari's being Ned Stark at the moment? Or? No, I'm saying if we were to take the angle of like, well, that's just the rule. So, and yes, I, no, I think as the athlete, she's making the right move because right, she's taking the angle of like, yeah, I broke the rules, it's fine, I'll wait and not smoke and then yeah. go for the next one. Yeah, I think from well, that's her all, position- That's all she can do, all she can. Yeah, that's a smart thing I was just asking you to clarify, who's being that Stark here? I was saying you're sounding that arguing Starkish. Arguing Yeah, you're you're arguing that Starkish. I don't, I don't think, think it's. I, it's that, nothing, I think it's separate. I think it's like not about an honor thing or anything like that. It's not 
Well, it's just I I think the answer of like well that's the like you're saying the rules are the rules right no, that's the it's, logical thing. It's not thing. don't it's not don't change the rule. It's stop complaining about the current. Like so, I'm more upset about the rule than her getting disqualified. I understand her getting disqualified. She broke the rules. They, that's what they are. That's what I'm saying. I, I but I'm that's... saying we need to focus our anger not at that situation, but the rules that caused it. Exactly. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, I think, so yeah, we're I think we're trying, yeah, we're in agreement. But we're I'm, trying to get to the same I'm, spot. I'm more speaking to the masses here is that a lot of people are upset, like, let her run, let her run. I'm like, I want her to run too. But if we want future generations to not have the same problem, we need to, you know, go higher up the chain. Yeah. I don't want to fix just this one situation. I would love to fix this one case as well. Yeah. But we need to fix this overall. Yeah. Um... Yeah, I don't know. Anything else you want to speak about that? I'm going to run away again like last time. You're going to run away like last time? Jesus, okay. Um, Yeah, I think that... I I agree 100% that the rule needs to change. I think it should be both. I think she should be able to run still. I think the rule should change. Even though she broke the rules at the time that it was a rule, to me it's a dumb rule. It's a stupid rule. And should have always, it should have never been a rule in the first place. And that's where I stand on that. But and I'm back. to also it's address last episode to just, you know, wherever, wherever this episode goes to do, to do one more address on it. Uh, while clip, clip searching in the last episode, I realized that, you know, when we tried to get super personal about that talk, there were things that I was beating around when I, when I had heard myself talk and I saw the questions that you were asking and you know upon analysis of our friendship and the conversation you really get to do when you watch yourself on camera and when you watch yourself communicate with people you do learn something about yourself you and know what's, before you get into it I just want to say <laughs> I called this I told Vinny about this right after we recorded it really I said Matt's gonna listen back to this and he's gonna hear himself and he's gonna go ah oh, shit yeah, it's like it's it's rattling me a little bit right now. Like, I feel like uncomfortable. It's a, gr- it's a great I, thing, dude. It's I feel really like I feel thing. it in my toes. Like I'm uncomfortable <laughs> by it. It's it's crazy, but yeah, I uh, yeah, I smoke I smoke too much weed, and I I gave it up for a time, and then basically short amount of time, not even a long amount of time, because that's what I tried. It was a very short amount of time that I gave it up cold turkey. I was like, okay, cool, I did that, and then right when I picked up. Again, it just fell into this cycle of using excessively. Just I excessively. would say you actually do it more than you did before. Damn. I would say after giving it up the first time. Yeah. yeah. So like before, it was like occasional. It was yeah. frequent, mm-hmm. and then none for a month or so, mm-hmm. and then way too much. Yeah. It's it's insane that you went deeper than ever before. Yeah. So I, if anything, it's. I almost wish you didn't even take the month off. Mm. I, I like it because it should have given you that clarity. Yeah, um, I liked it too. I liked parts of it. That's the only thing I'm thinking about just going cold turkey again. Just I think complete. it was tough. I mean, obviously you guys don't have a ton of context. You weren't there the whole time, but like it was not the best time to do it. Yeah. I think, um, which just shows the strength of it. When you're stressing, when you have a lot on your plate, you want your vices more. So mm-hmm. the fact that you gave it up in that kind of situation, made it great but it also made your experience of it awful 
Because you probably weren't yeah. unhappy in general. I suppose. So yeah. you might link the two. Yeah. I don't know. That would be my theory. No, I could legitimately see that. And when I was listening back to, because... Like, what did you hear that made you like, whoa? When you said, one, seeing myself bounce around some of the questions that you were asking and some of the points you were making, that was like a... <laughs> it was just a revealing of character when you see yourself in, in the hot seat, when you see yourself in like, you know, getting posed these questions and then having to grapple with your own answer on spot and the bullshit that sometimes comes out of your mouth. The not excuses. Bullshit, the excuses, yeah, exactly. Yeah. And um, I acknowledge those excuses throughout and then collapse on them throughout it again, which was the most interesting part to me. Yeah. Um, and I think you do have a point. I think I the one point that I still stand by is I think that I do recognize some of the positive effects and I do think that 25% zone exists for me that like what we were talking about that 25% in where it's like I agree with that once twice a month thing and it's fine I think that zone exists um, I hope so yeah yeah I it's, do too but I think for the time being might as well just cut it out again and go longer than the first time because like for you you said when you traveled it was like a three and a half four months so span. I'll break Maybe. it down more precisely pretty much I went Oh, I went home and then I went. And so it's probably close to two months of nothing. Yeah. Maybe a month and a half. Yeah. And then, uh, you know, we were resourceful and we found weed in a foreign country. Yeah. And we risked it all. <laughs> <laughs> um, it happens, man. Yeah. And, but then in that case, then it was like we did it once or twice. Like we bought an eighth or something and then didn't do it again for like two or three weeks. It yeah. wasn't like back in the routine. For the whole time I was there, I was gone for like three to four months. Yeah. Probably smoked weed like less than 10 times. Yeah. So cold turkey, yeah, maybe a month or two. Yeah. But in general, it's like four months of like, this is not a habitual thing. There's a lifestyle change around it that surrounded it. Totally. Yeah. It's not in my train of thought. It's not possible. And I got a a big assist. Do you think the time limit on the month off was a part of the problem too, since there was that angle to look forward to? Yeah, it was stupid. So what's the what's your what's your recommendation then? What's your hard honest rec I mean, in terms of it's you say you look into this a lot. You say this is one yeah, thing that you're yeah. comfortable talking totally, about. Totally, totally. I it, the thing with addiction is it's very And you case, know me too. Yeah, you yeah, know it's me. It's very well. case by case. I would say your issue in this case specifically was that your mindset was not right. Okay. You weren't stopping for yourself. Mm. You were just stopping to get to the end so that you could do it. Mm. which is like the worst reason to do it. Mm-hmm. It's impressive that you did it with that little motivation, mm-hmm. but that's why it was so upsetting and hard for you. Mm-hmm. If you did it because, hey, I want to improve my lifestyle, I want to get more things done, I want to be on top of my shit, then you would be happy that you did it. Yeah, You were upset because it was just taking so long to get to the end. Yeah, It's not about the finish line, it's about the, the journey or whatever, yeah. as they say, right? And so your your goal in the end of it wasn't, improve my lifestyle or any of that your goal was to smoke weed again yeah and so you were just getting to that finish line yeah right addict shit dude it's and so just like the responses that i was giving last time where i was just trying to avoid <laughs> this direct conversation i didn't go right that now. hard you i should have though you should have like yeah. I, like and i said it off mic before this like you should have i think that's what makes it like because when we're having discussions like that because like i said something too where I listened back, where I was just like, ah, like I do hear how I talk. Because I do, I, I, throughout my list, I have read a lot of shit. I've read a lot of mm-hmm. shit by a lot of different people, and I've looked up to different aspects of parts of their lifestyle and parts of the characters that they portrayed. But after watching Roadrunner, 
seeing the transfers of addiction and how addiction can actually just affect a person's life in general, no matter what that, yep. what addiction is being transferred into. Totally. Um, and I said something last episode where I was like, oh, we're about to go watch Roadrunner, my favorite addict, Anthony Bourdain. And I'm like, it's not an okay thing to say about something that like, I, I think love it's too, because like, and he recognized it too, because he had favorite addicts. Like, and he said that in the film when yep. he shot up for the first time, how he smiled. And I was thinking about that conversation we were having last time too, where it's like, yeah, when I was re-listening to last episode, it didn't entirely click in the moment when you were like, oh, weed billboards, like, man, isn't that so sad? There's a whole bunch of generation of kids. There will be a whole generation of kids smiling when they light up in the mirror for the first time in terms of weed smoking and can I'm just completely like, fly, fly off the rails. You know, I'm just like fucking whoever, whoever their favorite star is, yeah. whether, you know, it's the Migos or Sean yeah. White or Chichin yeah. Chong, if you want to go way back, right? <laughs> like, yeah. they, they, it's idolized, it's glorified, yeah. and it's just not not realistic and all drugs are nowadays yeah. and it happens in music it happens in movies it happens in everything and i love that art most yeah. of the music i listen to is about doing drugs yeah to be honest yeah but you have to understand that you can take these things in and not let them influence you that heavily yeah i can listen to future say molly percocet a million times and i'm, I'm not gonna do both at the same time maybe separately yeah <laughs> yeah maybe <laughs> But, um, you know what yeah. I mean. It's no, I do know exactly what you mean. And uh, next time, honestly, dude, fuck it. On air, off air. If you see me like, because like, when I watched myself pulling that shit through this conversation in a time where like, because it's weird. And I've heard other people who talk about addiction talk about what I displayed in that instance yeah. of just like. Yeah, like you made every admitting, you found every reason every for reason. why it's okay. Yeah, you're like, oh well, I'm not doing heroin. Oh, yeah. it's not that bad. I took a month off. Yeah. I have to be fine. Yeah, that month off, you were miserable. Yeah, and the only thing that made it better was it going on another month long bender after. Like that's not what you're looking for. Yeah, big thing here, and something you kind of said that you want me to step in. I. I don't want you to step in. No, it's it's on you. It has yeah. to be on yeah. you. Because yeah. clearly the people in your life have tried to stop you from doing it. Yeah. But you will never get over it unless you do it. Yeah. So I if me telling you, hey, don't do that, that won't fix the problem. Yeah. That's a band-aid. Yeah. You have to fix it and not want to do it. Yeah. Because for example, when you took the month off, it was the pressure of us knowing you took the month off. It's like when people work out and they post it on social media. Yeah. And want to be held accountable, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. It works. And if that's a step to get you to the final stage, yeah. sure. Like, I get it. But re you have to get to that final stage where you're doing it for you. Yeah. And if you're doing it for other people or for how it looks or whatever, you're never going to cure yourself of it. Yeah. So you have to do it for you yeah. or you're just going to be miserable. Yeah. And then you, this, there's no point. Yeah. So I would suggest, I don't even say you need to go cold turkey. Because I don't think you have it in that way. Mm -hmm. I think you could control it to just do... I would recommend cold turkey, but mm -hmm. maybe start off slow. Maybe just try to cut it back. Mm -hmm. But it's all mindset. It's mm -hmm. literally not even about how much you do it at this point. Because you've shown you could not do it all. You could do it a little bit. You it's have how you reflect you on have that control time. of that. It's, it's curing the disease, not fixing the actions or yeah. stopping the actions, I should say. Because, it'll, yeah, it will just lead to other stuff, yeah. you know? 
or just you being miserable, which is also not good. We don't yeah. want that either. So it's really, yeah, it's really tough. But but it's clear that you saw that in that moment, and I I just want you to know whether it's on mic, off mic, if you see me pulling that shit. I know you saw that, and it took me watching yep. myself to see it because it was coming out of my mind. It's crazy, man. Yep, I I literally called yeah. it. I was like, oh, he's gonna listen back to this and be like, holy shit, I sound yeah. like a crackhead. Yeah. Like making every excuse in the book on why it's oh, okay me, or why man. it's not. Yeah, and it's crazy because yeah. yeah, but like I'm so glad you did, yeah. and you realize like, oh wow, that's silly, that's dumb, and we all do that. We're talking about addiction as I drink a glass of wine right now. Like, it's. But I'm not saying that's addiction, but there's everyone, that's, everyone that's has that's vices like, yeah, that vices. lead to addiction. Yeah. I, I have part of me that's still addicted to the thing and wanting vices. Mm -hmm. I don't feel it all the time, but when I'm down bad, when I'm not doing well, I want to just go, I'll just get high and not think about it, right? Mm -hmm. You want the escape. Mm -hmm. Everyone wants an escape from reality when things are bad. Mm -hmm. Some people want the escape from reality because all the time, mm -hmm. right? I don't think they're that far apart. Yeah. I think the real thing is improving your your everyday so that that doesn't happen, you know? Yeah. But that's, you know, I'm glad you're thinking about it. I'm glad you're, like, actively Dude, like, on it. I, I, I'm physically feeling something. Like, like, when I watched it, like I said, like, it was disturbing to me in the fact that, like, I was watching myself. It's weird what cameras do, man. And that's, like, <laughs> I've been... It, it, not, yeah, I know what you mean seeing myself seeing myself in that situation it actually caused a lot of and i'm back because i just watched this last night before we recorded and then i haven't stopped thinking about it the last 32 hours or whatever it's been yeah everyone something been. like that no 24 it's probably. been less than 24 but yeah Jesus, last night to now is yeah 12 yeah 12 hours but regardless like i think a really good a really good point and like everyone should really if if you hadn't recorded it you might not have noticed well that's what i'm saying and i feel like next time when you see me whether it's on mic off mic if you hear me talking like that like and i think that's what i was saying to you on the mic too where it's like if i hear it from you i'll be like oh and i can see it from you and then see my like yeah. excuses and stuff and that's when I know you said you didn't want to hit harder or more seriously because we were on mic, but if you want to next time, because like yeah, yeah, yeah. when I was watching myself, I was disturbed and because of how long it went on for too, like, and it's like, man, and it showed how deep it was because I wasn't capable of clicking myself out of that mindset. Even in the, I'm not sure if it was because we were on mic or if it's because it's that deeply rooted, the addiction is that deeply rooted or what it may be it but. could have just been the right timing and everything of course but yeah. the reason why but I, replaying it was yeah the reason why i came at you like that is because yeah. you've heard me tell it to you directly yeah. i wanted you to tell yourself you have to tell yourself so directly. i was trying to get you to get yeah. it out to realize what you were doing yeah some people realize it as they're doing it some people need to listen back sometimes yeah. it takes a lot of time so because I've told, we, I've told you, you knew I was going to watch it too, didn't you? you know, yeah, yeah. I'm I, not even kidding. Yeah. I went over <laughs> to our other roommate, yeah. Vincent, right after, and I said, yeah, we just recorded this conversation. Matt's going to listen to it, and he's going to realize how insane he sounds right now. <laughs> you know, making all these excuses yeah. for whatever lifestyle. Yeah. And it's not like the end of the world or anything. It's not the biggest deal, but it's important to realize, like, whoa, I'm sounding like this. No, 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 no. And it's important to realize because, and that's like, one place where like I've always done well, but also one place that I need to be careful because I've also used it as an excuse to fuel my other addiction. Yes. Yeah. 
how well I've recognized that I struggle with addiction, when it, whether it be eating, whether it be, because I, I struggled with eating addiction in my younger days, if I look back on it, if I truly reflect yeah. on the behavior. Any advice. Yeah. For sure. Um, it just maybe moves. It just, yeah, it just It just moves, between. and the reason why it moves is because you don't recognize it as a vice. Yeah, but I recognized it as a, I recognized it Eventually, as a pattern. That's why I actually liked the term. You said you didn't like it. For me, the term addictive personality, in uh. a sense, helped me because I would always be like, oh, well, people I trust my whole life told me, hey, you have an addictive personality, so I've never done cocaine, I've never done, like, you know, any, so I've never gone helps. beyond weed. In a, uh, I've done shrooms, but like I, I've never yeah, really yeah, gone beyond yeah. weed and that like you know Very a couple hours with the sites because I've recognized that about myself because people I had trusted been like instead of bluntly telling a child hey you're an addict like you're you're gonna be fucked they're like hey you have an addictive personality so be I, very fucking careful about what you choose to get into and I, I I was and that's part of the problem with weed now and I've reflected a lot on this in my reflection period from watching that it's video not as it's, bad. it's an excuse yeah and that's why I don't compare and I I didn't. I say I listen to you, but I, I, I there, was listening to you. I wasn't hearing you. I, there's a part where I talk about not comparing, <laughs> yeah. and you didn't get it at all. Yeah. You didn't get it at all. I was listening, but not hearing. Because I tell you, the comparison is not for the listener it's, yeah. or anyone else. It's yeah. for you to yeah. not compare. Yeah. Because then you make an excuse out of it. Yeah, you do. So totally, totally agree. I don't like addictive personality because it's a little light. You're right. For a kid, maybe you don't yeah. want to tell them that they have this disease called addiction yeah totally get that you might not want to tell them that straight up yeah so that's but i think it's better for an adult at least to be blunt and be like yeah, hey you're an addict you're an yeah, addict, you're an addict. Um, yeah that's the big thing and it never has a good it never has a really truly positive outcome like ever like these no. stories that like that no. The stories that I was saying like that, I would kind of like glorify in my head where it's like, oh, well, you have to dabble. You have to do extremes to, you know, write cool shit or do cool shit. Or, You're you know, like, I want to live life. Yeah. So I have to do drugs? No. But I don't what? really think that was it. I don't know, man. I'm still I'm still working on the reflection yeah, period, yeah. but I, I appreciate you. I appreciate it. And I appreciate the fact that you knew that I was going to watch that back. And, <laughs> be upset and the thing off put by my own speech my own behavior patterns and then it makes me reflect too like how do i behave just in general when i interact with people you want me to tell you that's right <laughs> well you would do this all the time yeah it's not the first time you've said those things yeah at all it's the first time you've said them recorded for sure yeah that's the big difference here and so yeah it worked in this case but you've definitely said that and i've heard a million people say that and i've said things like that too yeah but it's just like it's really hard yeah. for I think humans to just like fall on the sword, admit you're wrong. Yeah. And like that's just like the first step. You yeah. know, it's just like, yeah, you know what? You got a point. I'm messing up. Yeah. And then you can go from there. And but that's not enough either. Yeah. Like I think part of the crux is also like yeah, I do have an addictive personality, but I just smoke weed. It's not that bad. Yeah. It's like, no, that's like you understand it, step one, but yeah. now it's the next step. Yeah, and that people think that's enough to understand it. Like, oh, I got a, I got a grip on this. It's like, well, maybe, but you need to really step it up next level. Yeah, hopefully, I would think. But yeah, yeah it's a process, dude. It's a long process, and it's addiction, so it's something you deal with your whole life. Yeah. Like, things I thought that were not a problem anymore can come back up, whenever. Yeah. You know? 
So it's just always something you have to just keep in the back of your head and work on. It sucks. Yeah. It really sucks. That's like something you have to deal with forever now, but yeah. it's what it is. And it's what it is, cuz I've got it. I've got good people like you, and I've got myself. I, I do gotta, trust myself you to be. You gotta do it. I'm I'm I I I believe in myself, bro. I believe mm -hmm. in myself. I really do. It's just it's it's not it's the action. It's yeah. the action. It's not just saying it. It's you gotta put it into action, like hardcore. That's the biggest thing, I think. But I feel it. We'll see. We'll see how that goes. That we will. That we will. But all this has got me thinking too. How do you feel about like do cameras enhance things or or do they take away from the genuine nature of things just in general? Because after watching that Bourdain doc, if you if you didn't watch Roadrunner, um, spoilers ahead. So for whatever period of time. Maybe don't watch it because there's some surprising stuff revealed in that film. But sure. Are cameras more likely to, like, you know, like, okay, so in this case, right, me being on camera, behaving a certain way, me being able to watch it back and recognize something, hopefully in the long run will be a good thing. It was probably yeah. a good thing. It was probably for the better. But obviously in the documentary about Bourdain, there was a certain point where the nature of the beast, which is filming and content creation and stuff, ended up kind of fucking with him in the long run in terms of like the end there we there was speculation as to what the truest intentions could yeah. be yeah i would say it was a small part but it played a part sure yeah what i'm asking is do you think like cameras in general do you think they're inevitably gonna like if something blows up too much is it always gonna ruin a good thing is it gonna so be, like is the camera ruin the genuine nature of what could have been let's the longer legacy of bourdain as a whole or as i like to do let's Define things here. Okay. I think you're you're using camera instead of the word fame. Okay, but like, like. cam, because like camera to me, like the camera is there. Does us knowing these cameras are here change the nature of the conversation we're having right now? Does it not? I think it, de it it depends on the person. I don't think it depends on the camera at all. You don't think at all. Yeah. I mean, in our first couple episodes, it probably affected how I talk. Right now, it doesn't. Yeah. You know. Uh, I don't feel like it does either. No, it's personally, up, it's up to you if yeah. it controls it or not. So in the camera conversation, I mean, people just have family photos and stuff on their camera. Most yeah. people, the cameras aren't malicious. Yeah. The fact of uh, something being a little less genuine because the camera's there, I get that. Some, yeah. some things are special in the moment and you shouldn't have to ruin it with the camera. Yeah. But, you know, recording and saving things is something I didn't do a lot because I thought it was corny and shit. And yeah. I really regret it like a lot yeah. of my life so it's, it's cool to take pictures and have memories because our actual brains aren't good enough for keeping them yeah so i like that part but i i think the lifestyle living, of being filmed all the time the lifestyle of being filmed all the time and people seeing it yeah is different so now we're talking about fame okay that's the definition that i wanted then the, the being on film 24 7 your life is just filmed. yeah that sounds awful you have to have private time. I'm okay doing this because I yeah. know that I can go do whatever else. I'm not being filmed. I'm yeah. not gonna. I'm not gonna put everything I've ever done on film. You know. Yeah. I think I could get to a place where I'm comfortable with that. Yeah. But it takes a long time. And in the case of Bourdain, uh, I don't think in the film that really was like a, a point of theirs too heavily that the yeah. fame and stuff. He talks about it like hating going out and seeing so many people and getting recognized and he just wants to relax and do whatever um but you can 
do that still. I don't think he was that level famous. Like, mm. he would get recognized a lot, of course, but they said, like, oh, he could go to certain places and just chill and no one would recognize him. I was like, mm. so just go there and be there. You know? Yeah. Like, he had the option still to live a somewhat regular life. And there's people who have been more famous who've dealt with it better, which makes me lean towards it's just the addiction side of it it's mm -hmm. the you know the demons we all carry that did it not the fame mm. you know yeah the fame didn't help for sure yeah it became another but if those thing demons you had to are there with, it's not like they're going away because you're famous now no it's, it's gonna maybe amplify a little bit but the real solution is not don't be famous it's fix the problems yeah so that's my biggest thing if like we we're saying with addiction it will move to something else right yeah so if you so can you move it to a positive thing you can move it to i would say the action of being addicted to something is not positive but you can be addicted to something that benefits your life per yeah. se if you're a twitch streamer and you're addicted to streaming probably makes you a lot of money you know improves your brand and yeah stuff like that or you're addicted to work sure but the action itself is not beneficial for your, like your well-being and your health and your happiness yeah that's where it's more like this isn't gonna get fixed yeah that's where i'm kind of like you need to just <sighs> fix it fix yeah. it but that's extremely hard to do and i'm so, gonna download i think uh yeah next uh starting tomorrow tonight when we do this i'm gonna do the uh the inner engineering course honestly the the meditation stuff because i found i i i found I don't know some, what that is Oh, it's a Sadhguru's inner engineering. Uh, it's like a it's like a meditation class. I do know what that is. Yeah, you know what it is. Yeah, yeah. You can look it up. It's it's online. They'll describe sure. it to you. It's um, meditation. Yeah. Um, but I think I'm gonna do that. Sure. For a week. If you think that will fix it, then yeah. I don't think it'll fix it. I think it'll help. It'll it'll be something to to do schedule. Sure. I I, I think it will definitely help. Yeah. I think it depends on the work you want to put into it. Honestly. Yeah. And how much of an issue you think it is. Yeah. It, it, you really have to assess. Um, like something I think every person should go to therapy. Yeah. Therapy costs money though. If you don't have a lot of money, it's tough. Yeah, you I know? don't do therapy right now. No, neither I do I. I have done therapy. Me but too. I don't do therapy right now. Yeah, but it was like, oh, I was at school and it was free or this or this, yeah. right? Now it's like, oh, I don't make enough money that I want to give half my check to this, you know? Yeah. So, it's or you know I, I bet you have to pay for this meditation program yeah it's like 70 bucks okay for it's not yeah, I, totally. I'm down I'm down yeah that, that's what I'm saying you have to assess and see what's worth it in the moment yeah. I think improving your quality of life and stuff like that is always worth it yeah so I would recommend and I've really to do found it. I found an intrigue that is incredibly strong in the uh, the meditative sciences and the the yogi shit that I've been getting into lately that we've talked about on the podcast yeah. before. But I think maybe immersing myself in that a little bit deeper will definitely help me unlock different parts of myself. Maybe uncover. So why do you think that that will solve this addiction problem or lifestyle problem? I, I think it'll help. Help with what then? You could change the word from help. Because well, you said it has to come from within, and I think that'll help me learn myself better and, and strengthen me. And I think that you're 100% right. It would be beating around the bush if anything like 
in terms of like, oh, I need an accountability partner or I need people doing this for me. It always has to come within. Uh-huh. And like you just said, I wanted to derail the whole conversation going on about like the cameras and stuff, but that is just another level of this like addictive kind of lifestyle. People become addicted to putting themselves, it's that, it's the social, the addiction of social media. We talk, yeah, like, yeah. we've been talking about that off air a lot as over the last two years, yeah. damn near. It comes up every now and then where it's just like, oh shit, like this is addicting and there are addictive qualities to this. And yeah, it has benefits and stuff like that, but. Yeah, they're both the excuses. Like everything has pros and cons. Yeah. The cons outweigh it, the pros don't really matter. Yeah. But for some reason, people like to make them weigh so much heavier. Yeah. Um, totally. The thing with the meditation, I totally agree. I think it will help. I think it'll help like take me out of the physical pleasure world because that's all addiction in general. Mm-hmm. That's like what the whole, why I asked are cameras always going to ruin a good thing? Or are they going to ruin genuine things? Yeah. Is because I feel like the camera creates that reality, that escape. Like, you know, the camera, you're the in a different picture, world, though. picturesque, you're in a different place. You're in a different, it pulls you out of one world and it brings you escape. into another. It is. And I think, the world that I need to be tuning into is myself, and the I real think the one. way that makes the real one. And I think the way that makes the most sense to do that for me right now, the most intriguing way, is not through traditional Western means and stuff like that. I, I would like to see if what the you know jazz behind the meditation and like really taking it seriously sure. and really going deep and really understanding and immersing myself in it and really yeah. what that is. Because Saad talks about all the time not just giving up drugs not giving up my addictions to drugs my addictions to food my addictions to sex my addictions to pornography my addictions to um like material goods like why the fuck was i so happy when i got the new phone why am i like looking to get like a new speaker set for my vinyls and shit why does that bring me so much pleasure when i get those things Uh you know it's i'm trying to analyze all of that and trying to get deeper with that so I think, yeah, it'll help with the weed thing, but I think in general, it'll just be a good lifestyle thing to do. Like you said, totally it's agree. about the lifestyle you're living. That happened to me too when I had to work. I'm sorry I'm ranting right now, but it, it, it makes me think about when I was starting to work out again too, because I got up to like 205 pounds throughout college because like the heavy weed addiction, like the heavy, heavy, the heaviest my weed addiction has ever been. And then on top of that, a simultaneous food addiction that like, yeah. I ate whatever I wanted, full, whenever I wanted. Full indulgence. Full gluttony. Yeah. Full yeah, yeah. gluttony. Gluttony is a real thing. Yeah. Sure. It's one of the deadly ones, man. So what I would say with that, I totally think the the solid meditation shit would definitely help. Yeah. It's improving your well-being like 100%. Yeah. I just, it's not a direct fix for what I think you know the issue is. I think it's a general. You just told me it comes from within myself. I, I agree. I, and I agree. think that'll help me better unlock myself. I, I agree. And bringing it out within me to conquer those things. Yes, maybe. The thing is, it's not, I, I, I totally agree. It will help yeah. you to then fix it. It's not actually fixing it though. You know what I mean? Mm. It's going to give you some tools, mm-hmm. but it's not going to actually fix the problem as much as like a direct, like, more rehabilitation program not mm-hmm. rehab but like a 12-step style program something like that 12 steps also not like a western idea or anything like that like i guess technically it's made in the west but it's not like you know you go to kaiser and they tell you to do this you know 
Yeah. It's it's still just a an idea of a book that someone wrote, you know? Yeah. And thought of this is a good way to cure these things. I'm not saying to do 12 yeah. step. I'm saying there's a million things like that that are for addiction. Yeah. I think this is a lifestyle fix that could also fix addiction. Yeah. But I just don't want you to do that and be like, oh yeah, now I'm good. Like you still have to put the work in after that, I think. Not saying it's a yeah, program. Yeah, the whole, the whole like point that. of the class is to set up your daily practices mm -hmm. after the class. I agree. I just, I guess what I'm saying is, if you can, it it feels like almost like skipping a step. But if you can skip the step, then you're good. You know what I'm what saying? What step is it skipping? I'm missing it here. I'm yeah, not trying yeah. to excuse. No, no, I, I get you. So essentially, what you're saying there, it's like you're giving up all earthly pleasures and stuff like that. We're baby steps right now. We're just like... Yeah, and I'm not saying I want to get exactly to that point just yet. I think it will be one step at a time. I cut you off. I'm sorry. Yeah, yeah. It's the point. That's all we do here. Um, <laughs> the, the point, though, I'm making is like you're just trying to stop smoking weed right now, right? You're Same thing like when, when you went cold turkey. You're like, this is going to fix it. I'll just go hard and completely change my lifestyle. We did that and we saw it didn't work, right? So maybe... It feels like to me you should go more incremental. Okay. Maybe this is incremental. I don't know the program, but when you're already talking about giving up buying speakers and a phone, it's like I agree that would be great too. Yeah. And I think it's a, a goal for sure. But like we're much farther down the list. You know what I'm saying? Yes. So I think you might be able to skip it totally, but it would be a lot harder to skip the step, mm -hmm. and then you might not actually address that issue as hard as you could if you didn't focusing on it if i just enroll in a 12-step not even 12 yeah you could do whatever you can enroll on 12-step you could go to meetings you could just research and learn about it you could just personally focus your time and energy on like understanding you could meditate on it but meditate on just that maybe do both i i i'm saying definitely do the meditation program i'm not saying don't do it yeah. definitely do it but you need to be focused on your efforts yeah because if you go i'm just going to change my whole lifestyle like you tried, yeah. it just made you miserable. Yeah. Because you went from zero to 100. Like yeah. you can't, it doesn't work like that. Like if you can't even stop yourself from waking up, rolling over and sparking up, how do you expect to like throw away your computer or something like that? Yeah. I'm not saying you're gonna do that, but yeah. when you're talking about it, that's what you're looking at. And yeah. I'm like, whoa, 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 whoa. Like, yeah. I don't know the program. Maybe it is just like... I don't even think because it's just focused on yourself. It's in your engineering. It's it's focusing totally. on unlocking different parts of yourself. And substance-free so through doing... I think it will give you the tools, but yeah. you still need to focus them yeah. in on something. That's Which I think, that, I think that's what I want to try doing. Mm -hmm. I want to see... If I'm, just, I'm just saying, like, don't do just that. Like, you still got to, you, you know, focus know the effort. But I think it, that's only going to help. Yeah. It's only going to help. I like meditating and stuff like but that. But then like with me, so like I'm an addict and like I felt it even when I was like, when I was watching the Bourdain stuff, there was a lot of different things that I could relate to where like mm -hmm. he just put it into when he had the Same. opportunity to travel and get up and leave and go get a new experience. I'm addicted. I'm an experienced junkie for sure. Like that's something that I definitely know about myself. Is that like another thing that eventually needs to get worked on or is that like actually a cool thing like because that's like you know going out and doing stuff like you know all the time being in the next yeah. place never totally slowing down living kind of this fast-paced lifestyle is that its own fallout of like addiction and maybe even like add like or mm, is that like not necessarily so it's tough because there's pleasures in life yeah if you're going the saw guru route yeah you should eliminate all of those right yeah personally 
I know I'm far from that, so I'm not going to argue that point, mm -hmm. right? I'm going to say at this point, there's a lot of pleasures, and some of them are worse for you than others. That one doesn't seem so bad, but it's also your motivation and reason to do it. Mm -hmm. Are you going out of the country to run away from your problems and your responsibilities and no, the things you need to thing, maintain here? No. Or are you going to enjoy yourself, have a good time, learn about different cultures, become educated, become yeah. a better person? That's the difference. It's how you come at it. Even with something like smoking weed. If you're smoking weed for a specific goal, I don't know what the fuck you, your goal would be besides <laughs> having a good time. Yeah. But like, let's say some people take, you know, think of like a Steve Jobs said he like took acid and it like enlightened him or something like yeah. that, right? He didn't take it just <clears> to get <throat> fucked up and have fun. Maybe he did a couple times, but he also took it with a goal in mind to improve his quality of life and to start a company and make money and, you know, be happier. That's different than like abuse of a mm. drug, abuse of a trip. Mm. If you just get up and go like, man, I got a lot of responsibilities here, things I got to do fuck it, I'm going to just not do them and go mm -hmm. to a different country and run away and hide. Yeah, That's bad. But if it's like, hey, I'm going to work really hard, save up my money and do something that yeah. I think is really fun and reward myself for the hard work I've done, enjoy myself, learn about cultures, education, yada, yada, yada. I think that's okay. It's how you come at it. So it's always going to be the, at the end of the day, it's going to be the approach and the behaviors behind the approach. Yeah, it's all you. Like if, yeah. if it's in a malicious and abusive way that you're mm -hmm. doing something, it's bad. Like, like there's sex addicts. There's a lot of times where sex is a great thing. Mm. A lot of times for some people, it's very destructive and bad. Yeah. And nothing is like, you know, drugs are bad. Drugs are good. Sex is bad. Sex is good. It's how you use it. Yeah. What you're doing it for. I feel like, yeah. you know, no, I, could, I, I agree, man. I mean, I think a lot of people can agree. They've had sex that they're like, they feel ashamed or bad about. <laughs> All the time, they're like, why did I do that? Yeah. You know, someone cheats or something like yeah. that. Totally. But yeah. I bet a lot of times it's like, wow, I found the love of my life and I had this great experience with them and now we're closer or something like that as well. It's beautiful and amazing. Yeah. So there's Two obviously- sides to every coin. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Or I think it's like a, it's like a rainbow. There's 12 sides it's a, it's to a, it's some die. <laughs> there's 20 sides to there's some die. There's 20 sides to some die. <laughs> Judges and Dragons, baby. Oh, All right. Nick's been hanging out, bro, like half the podcast. I wanted to see how long it took you to realize. Well, no, because we, were, we had an original, we had an original bit in mind where I was actually just going to be shirtless for the whole podcast. Yeah, and I was so. like dressed up in like a. We were gonna be two. We were gonna be two sides of the coin. We were gonna have the elitist and the trash in the same room. Hmm. And then find out the elitist does cocaine every day and hates his life and the trailer trash <laughs> hangs out with his family and, you know, farms or whatever yeah. and has a good time. Yeah. So, I yeah, it's definitely not black and white. No. I think that's... We should change the name of this podcast to something like that. Like, both can be true. <laughs> you know, everything's on a scale. Everything yeah. is a gradient. Every, you know, the gray yeah. zone. We're a gray zone. We are a gray zone. Because that's real. That's what life is. Yeah. You know, like... And it has to be. But that's the thing, like... It I, has to be. It does have to be. Why are why are so many of us attracted to the... I know I'm not the only, like... Everyone is. Quote-unquote extremist. It's because it's easier. <laughs> I think it's... It's easier, easier right? It's, it's an easier... It's an easier thought process to be fully sold one way. Totally. It's like if you just believe... Um, let's say you blindly believe everything that Catholicism or Christianity tells you. Yeah. You don't have to think about any of your decisions. Nope. You don't have to think about your morals or anything. Everything's decided for you. Your life is easier. Yeah. Do I do this? God says no. 
Okay, no. Like everything is easy and I get that. And if you have a lot of things on your plate that you need to handle and maybe you need some guidance that way, that's fine. But realistically, everything is case by case in a gray zone. We can't just judge everything off of one thing that we heard or saw. And when you do that, you end up making some bad decisions. Yeah. Right? And so when everything is so black and white, those things that are in that gray zone that maybe should flip, you know, get not enough attention. And it does take work, it takes effort, it takes actual thought, like, oh, what decision should I make here? Should I actually do this? Should I not? That's big, like that's that's tough. But I don't know, who am I to say, you know, what decision they make? I just hope people contemplate it, that they don't just blindly believe. Yeah. Also, there's sentiments that I hold where I'm not super gray on them. Honestly, like there's, there's, oh, for sure. There's parts of what they're, I don't, I wouldn't want to change the whole podcast to, you know, gray zone, whatever. Cause like, and again, I don't know what part of my brain this is. This is outside the scope of the weed conversation in general, just sometimes living in extremity, sometimes like, you know, like fasting for a certain period of time, like, you know, or indulging and like hey i'm on on this trip where there's just a bunch of food so i'm going to be super gluttonous with the food for a little bit or you know going extreme on one belief may cause something really great to happen or you know something really bad to happen sure, of course sure. that can definitely happen but something there's something attractive about the extremity of life in general because like there's so right now you're life just... is kind of born of extreme circumstances <laughs> life is extreme in general I wouldn't say so. Mm. I think things fluctuate, but yeah. most of the time you spend your day to day realistically yeah. just kind of going along. Um, what would you say is so pleasurable about these extremes? All these extremes you said are only not pleasurable, but maybe more. They're, well, those are the only just, examples you gave. Descriptive. This is like so. What else then? All you talked about is like benders. No, I said fasting, like, like that's fast necessarily a pleasurable thing to do. It's not like, a, you know, sure. not eating and, and you can go on water fast too. You can, yeah. you know, see, you can push your body so to those think limits. About it. Why does you that intrigue you? You can do extreme exercise. You could go like the extreme route of yeah. just running for, I don't do that shit, but. It's kind of what I'm saying is the those ones that you're talking about, I don't see you ever doing. You only do the fun extremes. Yeah, I'm not. Uh, I'm just saying in I'm saying in general. I but, wasn't saying uh, no, for no, me. But who who finds those extremes positive? I don't know anyone who does that. Yeah. So is it just the gluttonous and addictive and fun, pleasurable ones? I don't know. I don't know anyone who's like, man, I can't wait to fast for a week. Yeah. Who's like addicted to fasting. Yeah. Working out, I get, but that's because you get a, a high and a pleasure from working out. Yeah. Those ones that are just negative, I don't see those. No one's like, man, I'm so stoked that like my house got blown up. What an extreme. Yeah. Like it sounds like you're only talking about the fun ones. Just the addiction to ones. Live a balanced lifestyle. That's really what the. I think it's another. Is. It's another excuse on why it's okay to have those high extremes. Yeah. But it's it's this not like balance how it is works. the key at the end of the day. I think so. I like. I like the peaks and valleys a little bit. I get that. Yeah, I get that. You have to have lows to have highs. You can as well. you can agree. You can at least like. I, I know I have a hard time explaining it. I don't know why. I feel like sometimes I'm good with words. Sometimes I'm bad with words. I know what you mean. It, it, it's fun. It's hard to explain why it's fun or Pleasurable. interesting to go into extremes, even in extreme pain or extreme like when you come out of that extreme pain, you're like, 
Whoa, that was something. I have something to talk about. Totally. I have something to tell now. But like, I don't I think... I felt things there. So that's the high that comes from the low. Yeah. Typically, this is how... I kind of have this theory that let's say your your life is like a... Think of like a, like a rhythm or like a wave or something, right? Yeah. And you're going down the middle. So it's like zero, minus 10, plus 10. Yeah. That's how audio works as well. Um, you're always at zero. And if you do something bad or destructive or something bad happens to you you kind of dip down yeah but when you come out of that you go back up but then eventually you'll level out and get back to that middle area so yeah. let's say the one i give with addiction and drugs is like you do the drug you go up you withdraw from the drug you go down right you do the drug you go up yeah. and then if you quit entirely you're going to go down for a while and then you're going to go back up for a while because you'll get over it and then eventually you'll level out so I don't think the downs are pleasurable. It's the the feeling of going back up that mm. is dope, right? Mm -hmm. You could say it's like, you know, working really hard and slaving away at a project for it to be completed. And you're going to be down for so long to then get that really high high. I get that. That's like worth it. But the ones that I think are bad are when you start high and then you crash. Yeah. Purposely going down to then go up, I get a bit more fasting, working out, something like that, challenging yourself to get to another level, mm -hmm. totally. But I'm gonna go on a bender just so I'm hung over for a week mm. doesn't really make as much sense to me. Yeah. You know? But I get it, yeah. there, you want the highs, but everyone wants the shortcuts, the quick pleasure to the high, I feel like. Yeah, and that's what Todd talks about all the time. That's yeah. why like, you can feel that high eventually through meditation. It just totally. takes years you're gonna of go, practice. You're gonna go low for years, yeah. but then you're gonna maintain just like that plus fucking 10. skyrocket, after. yeah. So, it's that's like, the uh, what's the, uh, get got by fucking, um, get, 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 get yeah. got by, uh, <laughs> my head We're 10, 10, 10, 10, 10, 10, fucking 20. <laughs> yeah. Exactly. Yeah, it's like that shit, bro. So I, I get yeah. that totally. I do think life is like that. A classic one is like cigarettes, yeah. right? I think yeah. anyone who smokes cigarettes can relate to this. When you don't have them, your quality of life is slightly lower. But as soon as you get one, you're like, this is the best part of my day. Yeah. So it's true, it is a higher high above it. But the only reason it is, yeah. is because you were low before. Yeah. If you didn't have it at all, you stay right down the middle. Yep. And is it worth it to be low all day for a quick, short pleasure, mm -hmm. or to be low to then have like a long, you know, pleasure or something like that? Did it's you hard. thought about going into like addiction? You did go think about going into addiction studies, didn't you? Or some yeah, sort of... Yeah, I mean, I I almost studied... What's sort of your fascination with all this, like, recognizing yeah. these behaviors? Was it your own addiction? Because, like, mm -hmm. relatively to this is another thing, this is another addict excuse that I always use. I'm like, I'm young. I gotta try these things. Like, you're, uh, you're one of the few people that I know that can talk this in depth. Or does well, even bother to talk this in depth about these kinds of things. Yeah. In our age grouping, for sure. So there was a couple things that did it. The biggest thing is I went to therapy when I was like 10 or 11 or yeah. something. I had like really bad anxiety. Um, I guess what people would consider like OCD type tendencies. Yeah. I wasn't ever diagnosed or anything. And the yeah. doctor actually said specifically, you don't have OCD. Just you're very anxious. Um, and so I would, I think a lot of people experience where they, some something's happening or they don't do something and they feel fear or something bad's gonna happen, right? Mm -hmm. um, so I would have 
just for no reason, like so much fear about someone's gonna break into my house. And so I'd run around the house and lock all the doors and everything like this. And it's, it's pretty irrational, right? Everyone, you can make the excuse, well, like, well, someone could break in, you should lock every door. Should I lock the window on the third floor where no one could ever reach it? Not really necessary. Should I close it so that I sweat in my room instead of opening it and having cool air? It's irrational, right? And so I was taught, because I luckily had a good therapist early on that like, you're having these irrational anxieties and stuff, you have to actively fight them. Mm -hmm. So when I have a feeling like that, I purposely throw myself in the pit. Mm. So if you have an OCD thing, like I have to turn the lights off five times, right? And if you don't do it, you feel like something bad is gonna happen. I would go, okay, I know I'm gonna have that feeling and I'm gonna make sure that I do it so that I have that shitty feeling to go low and then realize, oh, nothing bad happened. Mm -hmm. I'm okay, I don't have to do it anymore. So that happened to me at like a very young age. And since then I've been very like therapy positive, like mental health positive, like that's really important. Um, and then I had a lot of people in my life who had a lot of mental health issues and addiction issues mm -hmm. and just kept getting brought up pretty much. Mm -hmm. I almost studied psychology in college, except sorry for those with psychology undergrads, it's kind of a bit of a useless degree as just an undergrad degree. Mm -hmm. It's the most popular major, um, but there's a shortage of psychiatrists and therapists right now. But to, to be one of those, you have to get a master's degree. So my mm -hmm. idea was I'll get a business degree, it's just about as easy. And if I wanna go to ma get a master's and something like that, which I am considering, mm -hmm. I would study psychology. Because I think it's super important. A lot of people deal with this and they don't know it. Like yeah. I had to tell people in my life, people in my family, like, oh, hey, you have anxiety. I'm like, no, I don't, what do you mean? Mm -hmm. It's like, yeah, you do, you just don't know because it's never been shown that way to you or stuff like that. Mm -hmm. um, so I just think it's massively important. And because of that, I have to always think about it. Mm -hmm. I always think about it. So it could be as simple as like, um, I'll see something and wanna do something or I'll feel nervous about that. I like force myself, like today, I had an interview mm. for a job and I was so much anxiety since like the whole week almost about it. Yeah. I thought it was gonna be really hard. It was very chill, extremely easy. Yeah. But going into it, I was literally like, I'm not gonna go. I'm just gonna call in sick. I'm gonna cancel. Like, yeah. I was gonna, I was thinking of every excuse to not do it. Yeah. But, and it's, let's, it's, in this case, it's a job I don't even want that bad. Yeah. So my rational, my excuse brain, kind of like you in the last episode was going, I don't even want this job. Why would I do this interview? It's making me yeah. feel like this. I'll just not do it. And then I went, no, I'm gonna do it just to prove to myself I'm not gonna let the anxiety or the mental illness win, you know? Yeah. Fighting that battle is way bigger than me doing well in the interview. Yeah. Making myself do it and sucking it up is like way more important, I think. Do you think mental, mental illness in general can obviously there's a spectrum with everything but mm -hmm. to a certain degree can always be cured from within i think you need help sometimes because you said you pointed out to people who don't even know they have it so that's yeah. like the first step is actually addressing totally i mean that stuff but can you rewire your own brain is that is is anyone too far actually too far gone to ever reverse yeah 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 i think some people i don't i don't think ever too far gone to live a happy life yeah but there are some people who can't go back to how they were for sure yeah I mean, people who are insanely schizophrenic yeah. or bipolar or yeah. 
you know, but you can, especially with medication nowadays, establish pretty much normalcy, but it's something you always have to deal with. If you're schizophrenic, like how I would say with anxiety, if you're schizophrenic, you're going to have those voices sometimes. Yeah. You just have to learn to ignore them and to fight them and to not let them ruin your life. Yeah. I would feel the same way. Like I have these anxieties and stuff, but I have to forcibly not let it dictate my lifestyle because then I won't live the life that I want to. Like, let's say I canceled this interview today and I canceled, then that means I didn't do this one. So I probably wouldn't do any other interviews, which means I'm going to be stuck at the same job for the rest of my life. Yeah. Right. It's like, no, I have to do this. And like yeah. forcing yourself. I mean, I've been to where like I'm crying over having to do something. Yeah. Because I don't want to do it that bad. But you have to make yourself more just to teach yourself. Oh, you can do it. Hey, look, it's not that bad. After the interview, so relieved. Hey, it wasn't that bad. Before, heart pumping, sweating, yeah. freaking out, you know? And so you just have to learn those skills. And I think the issue is a lot of people turn to drugs and stuff like that to deal with those things. Mm-hmm. And that's not really fixing it. Like today, I was really so anxious. I was like, maybe I should take a shot before. That'll calm the nerves, yeah. right? And I was like, no, that's a vice. That's an excuse. That's a cop out. Yeah. That means every time I do an interview, I have to drink before? Yeah. That's insane. If that became my job, let's say I felt that way about my job, that means I have to be drunk every day and then I'm an alcoholic. So I, I sat down, deep breathing, meditated, calmed down as much as I could. It was harder, it took longer than taking a shot. But I was like, this is a more sustainable way to fix the problem. Mm-hmm. So it's like finding those. If it was a couple years ago, like I used to do that, what the big one that happened to me was school. I stopped going to class for a cool three years in college. Just never went to class. And I would just smoke weed to relieve the anxiety of it mm-hmm. and just not think about not going and just not go. I never did that. I never That's had good. that experience. Like I never but I never used it as like so a why, relief from why do you, stress because I don't stress about it. but why do you do it then have you ever thought about it yeah you should think about it <laughs> I didn't realize I was doing that yeah until after I got off of it and realized what I was doing yeah you know I had no clue that I was abusing this drug yeah. to make me not feel bad about how poorly I was doing in school yeah and how I wasn't achieving my goals and I was underperforming. You yeah. know, I didn't know that till way later. It's only hindsight, you know? Yeah. But I think it's important to, if you think about it, if you're thinking about every decision like that, then you can start putting the pieces together. Yeah. You know? So you're right. You might not be using it for that. Everyone's using it for different reasons. But I mean, I've definitely seen you be stressed or have a long day and go, oh, I'm going to smoke weed right now. Yeah. For sure. Yeah. So. Yeah. Yeah. It obviously plays a part in that. Yeah. Definitely, you know? Yeah. It's easy. Is it easy? Life causes stress in general. Yeah. So, in those things, definitely relieve it. Mm-hmm. So, but that's what I'm saying. So you want to You want to have sustainable ways to relieve that. I don't think that's the only thing. I'm just yeah. saying, obviously, you can't say that's never happened. Because it needs to be long term because it's something yeah. that's with you for life. Totally. And so, like, if I had maintained that, that smoke weed and skip everything, yeah. I would be nowhere i would not be doing this i don't yeah. have motivation to do anything yeah you know we've thought about doing this podcast forever is it a coincidence it only actually happened when i pretty much stopped smoking weed and like you know it was yeah. like more driven and i realized these things i don't know 
Yeah. Like, I wouldn't have done it if I was smoking all the time. Yeah. That's for sure. You just gotta be wise with your free time. You have to figure out how to spend your free time well. Yeah, yeah. You're spending all your free time just fucking getting loaded. It's it's a waste. Like, I... It's a waste. I talked about you with this. It's like scheduling in your free time, which kind of blows. Yeah, Yeah, it blows. Yeah, But, but like... It's what it is. Yeah, if you want to actually achieve your goals and dreams and yeah. do something with your life, then yeah. You have to. You have to. You have to. If you want to get more free time, the way to do it is actually to schedule it in. Yeah. And then you can increase it. Yeah. So I think it's a lot of that. It's a lot of, it's just actively thinking like about what you're doing. Yeah. But that would be, it's hard, man. It's just awareness. It Go is. to therapy. Do it. Do yeah. it. Yeah. Is that the wreck again for you? I got some cultural wrecks. I think my mic hasn't been working this whole time. <laughs> Are you serious? I don't know. If this audio sounds bad, I knew it no, the whole time. No, it's picking up. That was you, right there. Anyway, cultural wrecks. <gasps> Neon Genesis, Evangelion. Yeah, Evangelion. Right? Yeah. Great anime. Gotta watch that shit. Deals a lot about mental health and uh, issues and how to, yeah. you know, stuff like that. Uh, trauma you need to get over, resolve. I would say Mr. In-Between does the same. I would, I would check that out. Not that maybe it's a healthy way, but, you know. It, it, I, it's a great show. It's a great character piece. So, for those that don't know, it's pretty much this guy who's like a uh, murder-for-hire guy who has his own moral code. He's kind of a anti-hero, I guess they yeah, say. Yeah, yeah. Um, you like the character, but he's a bad guy. He's a murderer. But yeah. he takes care of his family, takes care of his friends. He's respectful to those who respect him, shit like that. Yeah. But you got to take the right message away from it, like we were saying. Like yeah. You could watch it and be like, I want to be that guy. Like people who watch Wolf of Wall Street and they're like, that's my idol. Yeah. You know, I get that. I get that initial feel because it's like, yo, that guy's sick. <laughs> but like that guy went to prison and yeah. like he can't see his family yeah. and he lost all his money and shit, you know? Yeah. No, I, yeah. So it's like watching those shows with the right intentions. Totally. It's yeah. a great show. Sometimes I feel like you can just watch things to watch them too. Though. That's what I'm you saying. You don't have to take don't anything have... away from it. Yeah. Don't let it influence you. Yeah. That's what I'm okay. saying. That's what I'm yeah. saying. Or influence you in the opposite way. I'm just saying not everything you watch has to be like, I want to be that guy. You can think without being influenced. You yeah. can think about something without having, totally. you know, you don't have to want to copy it, you know? Yeah. I don't want to be Mr. In-Between, but he's a great character. I totally One of the best agree. written characters I've ever seen on TV. Amazing. Yeah. But yeah, but I, I would, you know, preface that. Because I bet there are people who watch it like, I want to be that guy. Yeah. And that's kind of scary. That's terrifying. It's usually kids. Yeah. But, you know, there's some big kids out there. Yes, there are. Donald Trump. All right, check us on the socials. Look out for us on YouTube, Twitter, Spotify. Uh, Stop. Just fucking tell everyone about our shit. Word of mouth. Fuck the socials. <laughs> Do that this time. <laughs> My mic didn't work. I'm tell sorry. your friends. I think it did. I think it did. No, it didn't. See? Peace. <laughs>